Hey, Reese, Bips, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Hello, hello. Welcome back yet again to another edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mike Bibbins, on Twitter at Bibbs Corner. Shout out to Elon. No, um, no shout out to Elon because uh, Minda Reese at Reese Williams, at Minda Reese, Reese Williams, uh, should be back in, in business soon. Elon about to pardon, pardon the homies. Don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. All right. Look, it's no guarantee that I'm going to get a pardon. You might just do it for the rich motherfuckers. I'll pose in the pictures with Elon if I got to. Like, uh, I just. I'll get my. I'll get my, my. Who was it? Was it Kim Kardashian? I'll, I'll get my Kim Kardashian on if I got it. If I got to show up at the White House to free the homies. <laughs> Before we started recording the Mind of Reef podcast, me and Jerome was talking and we was like, uh, he was like, um, you can't reach out to, you know, the the podcast network you on, or the sponsors to help you out. I said, man, we ain't got connections like that. <laughs> oh, I'm man. like, man, we ain't got connections like that. Then they start investigating the tweets. We don't, we don't need Yeah, that. then they're going to be like, hey, man, you what, what, what you what you want? <laughs> kind of did the crime. <laughs> uh, in their eyes, anyway. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm MBibs on Instagram. Uh, I'm trying to get my Instagram up. I'm trying to get like the young bucks, sort of. Um, Reese is at Minda Reese on Instagram too. Yeah. And Minda Reese reviews on TikTok. Uh, Reese, how you feeling this week? Feeling good. Ever since um, sports betting has become legal in Maryland, I've, I've been making money. So, you know, shout out to DraftKings. The official sports betting partner. No, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. Um, yeah, I've, I mean, we we do these so often. It's kind of weird, like, doing a weekly check-in still, but whatever. Um, I got to go back to work tomorrow. I don't want to. It is what it is. Um, yes. Third day. What's today? Yeah, I went back yesterday. Okay. How was that? I I need a vacation. I did put put in for my week off. Uh, I think I did the week of the twelfth, like two weeks from now. Okay. Uh, we'll see. I still haven't decided if I'm gonna go anywhere or not. Uh, but we'll we'll find out when we get closer to that date. But uh, Dallas Mavericks, right? That's that's I guess what's, that's what y'all here for. Um, it's, yeah. it's been a interesting week with the the podcast. You know, I I want to one day be able to do a podcast that you can listen to out loud in front of your friends and family. But I mean, if you bold, you can. But yeah, the Mavericks have made that difficult for your boy. Um, but I'm gonna try. You know, I took my Jason Kidd pills. I'm gonna try to be calm today. I hope so, man. Because you you've been you've been out of character the the last week, man. You just been yelling and screaming and like a Will Ferrell movie. Like, God damn, I'm, I'm looking like 
Is this bibs or is this like pessimistic bibs? What the fuck is this? this? It's pessimistic bibs is what it is. <laughs> like, Jason Kidd think it's a fucking game. See, <laughs> why you gonna bring it out? I was chilling. <laughs> Motherfucker has personal beef with Jason Kidd at this point. That's why I, I can't go to Dallas because it might be on site. Like, I might run up on them acting like one of those crazy people. Like, motherfucker, start Christian Wood. Quit playing games. If Reggie Bullock ain't it, making shots. He didn't be on the damn bench. If you say it in that tone, he's probably going to laugh at you. You got to put some bass in your voice. I'm not going to actually. I'm trying not to actually yell right now. Okay, good. Yeah, yes. Keep it keep it like that. That was like a, a high-pitched, low yell. Anyway. Um, That's how I sound when I sing Mariah Carey. <laughs> It's funny because like my voice changed late also. So I used to be able to hit them John Legend notes like in, in high school and stuff. You sound like one of them people that used to say, yeah, my hair used to be long back in the day. I just ain't take care of it. I mean, my hair was long and I did take care of it, but that was a long time ago. Um, and uh, but yeah, when my voice changed, I started somebody uh somebody recorded me trying to do it one time and they played it back. I was like, oh shit i ain't sung since <laughs> i ain't sung a note since anyway That's getting off top I was literally just singing on here a few weeks ago about the white power but carry on <laughs> in a serious manner <laughs> i never took myself seriously singing after that day uh what 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 happened this past week uh we played we we stopped at Celtics Raptors Bucks right Celtics Raptors Bucks yeah, we still zero and three. Yeah, damn. I believe I predicted zero and three, and we lost what four in a row. Yeah, yes. Going back to the Nuggets game, so zero and three. We might lose five, but um, I had hope that we would beat the Raptors. I was wrong. These boys are what they are, and Jason Kidd at this point has showed us who he is. And I, I believe him now. He doesn't get it. He does not get it. He does not care. He has no creativity. Um, Reggie Bullock got the rest night. Ah, shit. Reggie Bullock got the rest night. And his answer was to plug in Tim. Bombs away, Jr. into the starting lineup because Tim has been playing so well. Um, you know, we t- we replaced one twenty eight percent shooter with another twenty eight percent shooter, and I guess good things were supposed to happen out of that. They did not. Uh, we allowed was it fifteen points in two minutes to start the game. They had thirty points halfway through the first quarter, I believe. Just. Just bad. Um, it ended up kind of bouncing out. I'm going to just look at the plus minuses real quick. So, Tim Hardaway Jr., minus 14. Pretty much all of the starters were heavily negative. Dwight Powell, his, his ends up looking better because he didn't come back in the game after that start. He played the first seven minutes. Uh, got off to a that don't even feel right. That minus four. Did he come back in later? He might have came back in. Blake's. He must have came back in and got because I feel like it was worse at one point in the game. Whatever. Regardless, 
the starters did, did not look great. Uh, Christian Wood and Josh Green came in and had the complete opposite impact early in the game. It was plus double digits on their side, negative double digits on the other side. It, no one's fucking surprised. We knew. I mean, we get it. Maxi, I believe, was also plus double digits at one point. Uh, didn't work out later in the game. But regardless, we should have never been in the hole like we were if we played our best players out of the gate like most teams do. Uh, but that is a concept that escapes Jason Kidd. <sighs> Let me, I got to check something because I was, yeah. For whatever reason, Josh Green didn't get to play the garbage minutes either. Probably just so he didn't play 20 minutes because that's why I feel like Jason Kidd is doing stuff to intentionally mess with us at this point. Uh, ended up playing 19 minutes and 58 seconds, eight points, four boards, and a steal. Had a couple strong drives to the rim, hit a three. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr., meanwhile, in his start, six points, absolutely no other statistics, two for eight from the field, two for six from three. Every single shot he took was completely wide open with absolutely no one in the vicinity with plenty of time on the shot clock, regardless as to what Sam Mitchell and Isaiah Thomas appear to think is occurring in Dallas. We'll get into that a little bit in a minute. Uh, It says he only had one turnover, and I guess that was the only time he thought to pass the ball was when he drove baseline, had a layup, but instead chose to kick it out to the perimeter for a streaking Giannis Antetokounmpo who took it the other way for a jam. Um, I'm I'm so tired of looking at Tim Hardaway Jr. I'm tired of looking at this team, to be quite honest, but especially Tim Hardaway Jr., um, not even especially him, because I'm, I'm tired of looking at Reggie Bullock more than I'm tired of looking at Tim Hardaway Jr. But, I had to look at Reggie Bullock tonight. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have to look at him tonight, but I do every other night. And every other night, I also got to look at them both. So it's just extremely frustrating. At this point, I'm tired of beating a dead horse complaining about Tim Hardaway Jr. We've known who he is for years. I don't, there's nothing I can say at this point that no one already knows. I don't know why people like not people. I'm sorry, the media and analysts who don't really watch basketball like to pretend like he's some like fantastic shooter. He's not at all. Literally, never has been, except for the two. For the cumulatively, I should say, never has been. Had a couple uh, hot streaks with Luca. Ironically. And somehow he's labeled as a shooter. Um, let's let's talk about it. So before the game, I usually like the NBA TV crew. They usually have smart people that know what they're talking about. Today was the exception. And before the game, I, Isaiah Thomas, Sam Mitchell are talking about, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. is getting the start. He's he's a dead-eye shooter, da-da-da-da-da, having a down year. You know, Luka Doncic, it's because Luka Doncic pounds the ball and then gives it up to somebody with five seconds on the shot clock. And he, Tim Hardaway Jr. is having to shoot these grenades. Ha, 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 ha. Luka has to give the ball up more, allow our people to cook. You know, back in my day, if somebody was doing that, I'd throw the ball back to him. Ha, 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 la, 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 blah, blah, blah. Um, so then, because obviously we know that's bullshit, I said, you know, maybe they'll watch this game. Maybe they'll 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 come back and say, you know what? Maybe I was wrong. 
So we watched the game. I specifically watched to see how many times Tim or anybody else got the ball late in the shot clock off of a Luka Doncic swing pass after several pounding dribbles. It didn't occur once. There was zero possessions where Luka dribbled the air out of the ball and threw it to somebody at the last second because he couldn't get anywhere. Didn't happen one time. Every single Tim shot came with 10 or more seconds on the shot clock, from what I recall. Not even 100% sure why we even have to address this. Because we don't. The only people that believe that don't listen to this podcast. That's true, but they like they like they like addressing this stuff. Because even the most pessimistic of Mavs fans know that that's not fucking true. <laughs> like, if you watch the goddamn games, like, come on, man. So, so the game occurs. We see it didn't occur. It didn't happen like that. And then after the game, like right before we came on this podcast, I accidentally didn't have my TV off yet, and they come back and they're talking about Luca. And they're talking about, you know, chasing your stats is cool. <clears throat> Got to move the ball. But, well, he had 12 assists. Yeah, but, you know, when you dribble the air out the ball and you give it to somebody at the last second, if they make the shot, then it works for your double. What do you, They clearly didn't watch the game. I almost started yelling. You saw what happened when he tried to fucking move the ball at the end of the Raptors game. Spare me. He moved the ball the whole game. He barely, he, he didn't pound the ball at all. Spencer Dinwiddie did more ball pounding than Luca did. But somehow the team loses. Luca has big numbers. Nobody else. I, I, I won't even say nobody else, but most of these other dudes can't contribute at all. And that's Luca's fault. You have to make your teammates better. You have to throw the ball to Tim Hardaway Jr. and then pick him up like a two-year-old and carry him to the rim to make sure that he can get going. Because feeding him the ball wide the fuck wide open with 10 seconds on the shot clock and no defenders even thinking to get out to him because he can't shoot in the everybody knows that now and he still barely touches the rim on a three that's Luca's fault I'm I'm tired I'm I'm the I, I usually don't care about this stuff but it's it's absurd at this point I'm indifferent is it xenophobia that's that's what I'm seeing on the timeline. They say it's xenophobia. They don't like the Europeans. I just think they're not watching basketball, personally. They're not watching basketball. They never have. They never will. Period. Saying a shock. We know this. This is why they talk so highly of Tim Hardaway. It's, it's incredible. And, I mean, these dudes, you know, Tim Hardaway's junior's father is a legend. And... I don't give a shit. They're not going to talk bad about their boy's son. Like, you going to talk bad about your homie's son? Fuck him. Little <laughs> Jamal, you watch grow up. You used to you used to ask him in the play, in the yard, throw me that rock, nephew. Yo, fuck, nephew yeah. trash. <laughs> oh, man. It's 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 annoying. It, that part of it is annoying. I, I I can't listen to that. Like it's one thing to to not like Luke parts of Lucas games. There are things that critique. We do it, but that's that's not it. 
that's that's not it <laughs> the rosters the roster is limited and then the thing the weapons that he does have jason kidd won't allow him to use most of the time to that end christian wood did start the second half and we made a little bit of a run um like it say what did you ever really believe that that run was going to amount to I knew it would eventually end poorly because they, I mean, once, even if they got it even, you still got to go to the bench after that and you're going to eventually lose that. But again, that's why you start with those guys. So you don't get into a gigantic hole to begin with, but you know, whatever. Um, I'm just go through this box score real quick and then we can, we can move forward. So Luca, 27 points, five boards, 12 assists, uh, 10 for 20 from the field, uh, three for seven from three. He was only four for, if I can get down, nine from the free throw line. Uh, terrible free throw shooting night for him. I believe, and I, free throws are mental. I believe he's tired. I believe he's mentally exhausted dealing with that would be. this bull. And yeah, I can't be mad at him. Six turnovers, by the way. I uh, had a few passes that went directly to the other team. Again, mental exhaustion. Um, Dimwitty, good to see him get back on track tonight with the shooting. Uh, he finished with 22, 3 and 2, 8 for 13 from the field, 3 for 6 from 3, 3 for 3 from the line. Uh, he was getting to the basket. He was hitting his spot up threes. Um, definitely, definitely glad to see him look good. And I didn't see him grab his shoulder at all tonight, which is a positive. Mentioned earlier, Dwight Powell played just under eight minutes. He had four points. I'm not going to spend a ton more time talking about Dwight Powell. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith actually had a respectable Dorian Finney-Smith game. Played 38 minutes, which I believe was the most. Yes, the most on the team. 13 points, four boards, three assists, three steals. He was five for nine from the field. Two for six from three, one for one from the line. Um. Not a good matchup for him, really, but he did have a couple dribble drives to the rim, a couple dunks, and uh, as I mentioned, hit a couple threes. Tim Hardaway Jr., we already touched on, 20 minutes or 21 minutes, six points, two shots made in his start. Christian Wood off the bench did play 32 minutes tonight, 21 points, seven boards, two assists, and a steal, eight for 17 from the field, two for six from three, three for four from the line. Saw some complaints about Christian Wood. Don't understand why we got to do that. Still clearly the second best. Uh, uh, Unless you want to say Spence is the second best, whatever. One of our three best players. One of our three players that we can depend on to probably get us about 20 a night um, or get us close to 20 a night. Um, I would like to see him get 30 minutes regularly. I would like to see him start. We're not gaining anything by starting Dwight Powell, and I'm tired of pretending that that's the case. But we can beat that dead horse at a later time. Uh, Maxi Kleba, 24 minutes, six points, four boards, three assists. He did take a step back to his pre-injury ways and passing up shots tonight, which you don't like to see. Uh, Also a bad matchup for him. He used to be a pretty good Giannis defender that, at that athleticism that was lost appears to uh, have affected a lot for him and uh, not again not a good matchup for him tonight I mentioned Josh Green earlier just under 20 minutes eight and four two for three from the field one for two for three three for four 
From the line, Bertans played 17 minutes. He had three points, two boards, and an assist. One for three from the field. Many tackles. Don't know what the hell he was doing on defense, but whatever. And then finally, uh, that's really all I got to go. The rest of these dudes played garbage time. Compazzo had three points. Penton had two boards. Frank Nilakina had a steal. Anything we need else we need to say about this game before we move on? Not a motherfucking thing. You sound and look like my drunk uncle at the barbecue just then. So. <laughs> oh, shit. With that said, uh, shall we go to the commercial break? Like, this is good I think it's an appropriate time. All right. We'll be back after this message from our from Reese about our sponsor. <laughs> Dallas Maverick fans, the NBA season is heating up and there's still so many unknown possibilities. I mean, we're really only in the first quarter of the season still. Luka is racing up the MVP ladder at the top right now, but I guess it's depending on who you ask. But anything can happen. You can go on DraftKings Sportsbook and make predictions on MVP awards. Maybe you think Luka Doncic is going to be MVP. Maybe you think Jason Tatum will be MVP. Sixth man of the year. It's Christian Wood making a case. Maybe it's Benedict Matherin, the young rookie. First rookie to win sixth man of the year says Ben Gordon, possibly. Anything can happen. Most improved player. The way the NBA is shaping up this year. It's a lot of options. When I'm looking to get into action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line for any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, total points, maybe the over-under on total team points, and much more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Now, be smart about it. Don't You got to add legs, but be smart about your bets. Don't go into this doing an eight-leg parlay with Kevin Durant to score 15 points, Luka Doncic to score 10 points, Luka Doncic to get five assists. You're not going to win much money like that. You got to bet big. Go big or go home. Me, I go home a lot. I tend to do these eight-leg parlays, and and, and, and they fail terribly. Uh, y'all heard my rant about Alpron Shingoon. Um, just a few days ago, which I'm still hurt about because I would still have that $249. But hey, you live to bet another day. Bars. Just download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 
Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Welcome back after that quick break. So we talked about how trash this roster is. Um, We are aware of the limitations that we have as far as transactions go. Uh, The easiest thing for us to do would be to cut those end of the bench guys that are not ever going to contribute seriously. But that probably won't say what? You can chalk it up. They're not cutting Theo Pinson. Theo Pinson. And you know the sad part about the Theo Pinson situation? They put in the Theo Pinson rule, and it literally made him completely useless. What's his purpose now? Like, the only time I see him is when he's up by the coaches on the bench, clapping or whatever. Like, make him a coach, man. Like, what are we doing? Like, let me say this. Because I know people be like, oh, he's a great locker room guy. The teammates love him. And that's cool. I know that is important. It's important for camaraderie. You, You want the team to feel like a team. You want the team to feel like a family. But if that motherfucker's not playing... That shit don't matter. The only time I allow shit like that or I care about shit like that, if there's a veteran in the locker room who doesn't play, but it's good to have veterans in the locker room because you got that mind that, especially when you got young guys on a team, they passing off that knowledge. That's the only time. Theo Pinson ain't no fucking veteran. He got no experience that he can lend nobody. Like, he ain't never played. How he going to give somebody some experience? Who he mentoring on the team? Who like, he going to talk to? Who he taking to the side to, you know, young blood, you got to do this with you. Who? He can't even talk to Jaden Hardy. <laughs> and that motherfucker them bad. Man, come on, dog. Like, what we doing here? This is a joke. He, he, Aha. Faku Composo look like he already know he ain't supposed to be there. Uh, the Bucks broadcast was like, you know, I have to give my hat, tip my hat to anybody that height that can contribute to an NBA. Contribute, contribute what? He can contribute to an NBA team, just not this one. He contributed to being the worst player in the league last year, statistically. Whatever. Anyway, I, we got off on a tangent. Anyway, so. <laughs> Considering what, what we're looking at here uh, on this roster, considering how this team operates, considering all of that, we're throwing all that out the window. So uh, if we had an opportunity, one of the things that our team should be looking to do based on our asset situation, based on our entire situation, really, is look for reclamation projects around the league. And when I say reclamation projects, I'm talking about young players. And for this particular exercise, I've stipulated that the players must be bare minimum under the age of 28. Why 28? Because usually a player's best years are going to occur if they have a natural progression in their, their abilities, I should say, if they have a long career. It should be between the ages of 27 and 32. So if a player's 28... We're going to get his best years during Luca's contract before he's asking for a trade uh, in three years if this team remains complete butt cheeks. And he has to hear about how he's not making them better in the, in the media. 
because it's his responsibility to make sure 30 year olds can shoot the you know what getting off track <laughs> we want dudes that are below 28 so at bare minimum we're getting their best years but if they're younger we might even get them to their best years by the time luca's contract's coming up so now maybe we've gotten somebody that can grow and develop with luca as they're close to the same age um again this is going to be a player that may not be having the best season right now Maybe they've had great seasons in the years past. Maybe not even a great season. Maybe they just had like a 10-game stretch where they showed some flashes during an injury fill-in or something along those lines. Or they came out of the draft as high high draft prospects, and it hasn't worked out for them so far. Your Laurie Markkinen, for example. Um, guys that, that the team that, that have them may be down on them. The fans may be down on them. The, the front office may be talking about them in the media. All that stuff. So, again, for this exercise, I told Reese to find three to five players. How many did you end up with? Um, I was going to do three, but I stretched it out to five. Bet. I got five myself. I really had six, but I'm taking one of them off the list because that might be triggering right now. Um, you want me to go first? You want to go first? Wait, hold up. You said you said you're taking, you said you're taking somebody off your list because – I'll bring them up later. All right, cool. I'm a, I'm gonna go first though. I'll go first. Um, I went with low profile guys. One of them is a rookie. Okay, and he's already um, a reclamation project. I would considering. I think you'll understand when I say. Okay, it. go ahead. I'll shut up. Um, yeah, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna actually start with that player just to get it out of the way. Um, Isaiah Mobley. Uh, from the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, I don't like him on that team. He was a pretty decent player in college. He showed some promise, and I feel like him being there with his brother, and I feel like he's going to be in his brother's shadow. I'm pretty sure the Cleveland Cavaliers probably drafted him there to make Evan Mobley happy and be like, hey, you got your family here with you. So the chances of them then trading him are low. But uh, he has some talent. Um, I'm not going to say he's going to be like his brother because Evan Mobley is almost unicorn-like status in a different aspect. But I do believe he has some talent uh, that he can contribute to a team. It's going to take some time. I'm not saying he would contribute uh, this year, next year. But maybe with some time in the G League, uh, a couple minutes here and there, guy off the bench, uh, small forward, power forward type role. Uh, I would like Isaiah Mobley on the uh, Dallas Mavericks. But I went with him first because it's like the chances of that happening are slim. They don't want to upset Evan Mobley. Or maybe they do when we get him instead. Um, I'm going to look. I don't know much about him. So, like, what, what can you tell me about his game? I believe he went to USC. He did. Uh, his game, I don't want to say his game is similar to Evan Mobley's, but it's not really that far off. I would just say his game is, how can I say, smaller. Like Evan Mobley doesn't play big in the post, but Evan Mobley would play more like like how a Lori Markkinen did at small forward for the Cleveland Cavaliers. You're saying Isaiah Mobley would, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, Isaiah Mobley would, as opposed to playing a power forward position or a center position. I believe he was drafted as a power forward, though. I'm not sure. 
Yeah, I'm looking now. I see 610 listed at 610 240. Um, pretty beefy guy. Pause. I assume he has long arms too. Yes. Um, I'm looking at the three point percentage in college. Looks like it was 35% last year on four attempts. Uh, it's 43% on just one attempt the year prior. So I would assume he has a little bit of a jumper. Uh, eight rebounds a game is pretty good in college. And okay, so like an athletic forward, basically. He's 23, yeah. I see. And he was a second round pick. So let me check his contract. Charity. Say what? He, he was a charity pick for the Cavaliers. I don't even see his contract. What the hell? Why am I not seeing his contract? Two way. Okay. Okay. Um, in that scenario, <laughs> uh, we will be getting rid of one of our two way guys or upgrading them. Fine with me. Contract. Um, I I could I, I'm not mad at it. Okay. Uh, so I'll go with my first one. Um, all my guys are guys that you've heard before. Maybe some people have tried to put them in trade packages here and there. Okay. Uh, the first one on my list is Daniel Gafford. Okay, I considered him. Yeah, Daniel Gafford is kind of out of the rotation for some reason. Over in or barely in the rotation, I should say. He's playing like 12 minutes a game in Washington. That's considering injuries they've had to deal with where he's had to play more for some games. Um, he's 24. His contract currently is two mil for this year. He signed an extension, though, that kicks in next year and will be at 12 mil. That's slightly over Dwight Powell money. Um, I think he's a nice, he's an athletic center, runs the floor like a deer. Uh, shot blocker, lob catcher. Uh, again, a guy that's that's young enough to be able to grow with Luca over these next few years. Uh, a guy I think you can play with Christian Wood in a too big situation, depending on how you want to do it. And again, gives us a different dimension. It's kind of uh, what they were looking for with JaVal McGee, minus the 10 extra years of knee and knee knee pain. Um and, and waking up with random neck elements. So yeah, Daniel Gaffer's my first one. And again, two mil this year, so we could get him for the low. If they're willing to give him up, I would just picture something like a Frank Nilakina in a in a second or something like that, a future second. Um, since you mentioned the big, I'll mention the only big that I have on my list, which is Xavier Tillman. Uh, in my opinion, he's not going to be getting, he got some minutes while Jaron Jackson Jr. was gone. Right. But now that he's back between Jaron Jackson, Brandon Clark, Steven Adams, uh, he's going to be on the bench for the most part, getting like a few minutes here and there. Um, I was, it was between him and Isaiah Jackson and uh, in Indiana, but I went with, um, Xavier Tillman because of Miles Miles Trainer Miles Turner being in trade talks with the Pacers. I'm pretty sure that's going to open up minutes for Jalen Smith and Isaiah Jackson. 
there are going to be no minutes open enough for Xavier Tillman anytime soon. I believe he's still on a rookie contract. Yep, he's in his third year. Um, trying to see. He has a team option for next year, and that's it. Yeah, they'll probably bring him back. It's for under two, $2 million still. Yeah, so an easy contract to trade for, like you said. I mean, I don't know what they would do with a Frank Nilakina. A week of finagle or something. Throw him a second-round draft pick or something. <laughs> <laughs> Throw him a second-round draft pick or something. Yeah. Um, it will be too long to wait for him to hit free agency. I can't see them like going out of their way to match contracts for him. So uh, a trade would have to be the scenario. But uh, I think Xavier Tillman could fit nice on a yeah. uh, team, a nice project, a uh, big body down low. Okay. Um, I can see it. Uh, he's a guy whose minutes have gone down every year of his career. Like 18 is rookie year, 13 last year, 10 this year. So I think it's easy to say that he's being phased out. Yeah. And they've already started having to hand out contracts because they keep drafting well. And I don't know if y'all have ever played like GM on 2K, but when you get all the draft picks, you eventually got to start making tough decisions. So I could definitely see guys like Brandon Clark. and yeah. <clears throat> They already paid him. I mean, he got his extension yeah. this year. Yeah. So, Okay. Um, and what's your like? Is that another guy you can see pairing with Christian Wood if we keep him? Yeah, that's I. I didn't say it while you were saying it, but in my head, I was like, yeah, that's why I went with Xavier Tillman. I could see Xavier Tillman playing the center, Christian Wood playing the four. I like that combination. Okay, um, I'm gonna go in order of contracts here. Okay, uh, go on the rest of the way. So the next guy on my list then would be Jackson Hayes, another big. Problem. Say what? That motherfucker a problem. So he's 22, which is crazy to me. I feel like he's been in the league for a while. Yeah. Uh, he's 22. He's not playing at all this year in New Orleans. Uh, completely out of the rotation. He's seven million dollar expiring contract. So they have incentive to try to get anything they can for him right now. Um. Again, pretty much the same idea with Daniel Gafford, a big athletic center that runs the floor, catches lobs, dunks on people. Um, Let me see. Yeah, seven mil, 6.8 to be exact. But again, expiring contract, not in the rotation. Uh, We can we have plenty of guys that we can make that transaction for if we so desire to get younger like we should. And I really don't have a ton much else to say. Uh, again, playing just under eight minutes a game this season and has only played in eight games. Free Jackson Hayes. Jackson Hayes, okay. Uh, he's got talent. He just makes dumb mistakes sometimes. That's it. Again, and that's what you, what you expect. He's still college age at the end of the day. Like, he's been in the league four years, and he's 22. Like, when I say 22, he's 22 and a half. Like, he's not going to turn 23 until uh, what, when's his birthday? May. Okay. So, uh, I, I, uh, I, these are the, again, this is the idea is to get these young dudes that haven't looked great or perfect yet, but might be able to turn into something. Um, my next guy, 
Uh, I know some people might say, oh, well, this is this is redundant. This is this is repeating the same kind of player. I completely disagree because I keep telling y'all we don't have real shooters on this team. There's not a single real shooter on this team. Okay. And there's a shooter in New York just sitting on the fucking bench under the age of 28. And I've wanted this dude on the Mavericks for about two years now. And I'm talking about Sfee Mikhailuk. The New York Knicks needed shooting. They signed Sfee Mikhailuk and they don't play him. <laughs> He's averaging 2.6 minutes per game and has played five games this year. This dude is a certified sniper at six foot seven. He would immediately come in and be better than any shooter we have. Now, granted, it's not going to give us much in terms of defense, but y'all know how I feel about y'all complaining about defense all the fucking time. Not everybody's going to be a great or even good defender. That's not what he's coming in for. We could use him in a sense in the same way that uh, Los Angeles Clippers possibly use a Luke Kennard if he develops well enough. And I think Luke Kennard is doing a fantastic job. And Oh, shit. Oh, I'm sorry. I was watching a football game. Um, <laughs> Luke Kennard is doing a fantastic job in uh, L.A. Somebody else I would like, but it will be harder to get off of him, especially with his contract. So... I looked for other shooters, found Sfee Mikhailu, somebody I've had my eye on for the last two years for the Mavericks, literally just sitting in New York. Uh, I think he can help the team. I think he can help us. It's, it's kind of like having a better shooting Davis Bertans at the guard position because obviously you can't play Davis Bertans at fucking guard. And the opposite of Davis Bertans is Duncan Robinson, and you don't want that fucking contract either. So go get Sfee Luke, a guy you can develop with Luca. And his skin tone fits the, fits the narrative. What? Um, <clears throat> worst case, I mean, we're watching Tim Hardaway throw up bricks every day. So it would be a, a way to phase Tim Hardaway out if we can get him and, and let him let it fly. Um, yeah, I'm I actually looked at Svee for a second, and I assumed that you would have him. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm going to leave Svee alone. He's not one of my top five. And I, I was going to like just write out a whole list, but I went and specifically tried to get five, and I didn't think he was going to be in my top five. So I was like, maybe Reese will have him. But yeah, you know I like Svee. Um, he's a hustle guy on defense. He's very much like Tim Hardaway Jr. He's just younger, and we haven't seen him break shots for five years. He's an actual shooter. Yeah, um, and I would love to see him in a real opportunity where he's he's getting real minutes to to actually get into a rhythm with a shot. All right, uh, that's a good one. So let's see, contract based. My next guy, finally, I'm out of out of the bigs for a second here. My next guy is a guard, scoring guard. Uh, goes by the name of Kobe White. Kobe White is another guy who has been somewhat pushed out of the rotation. Uh, I'm hearing Bulls fans calling for his head. Uh, People are tired of looking at him. They say he's broken. He can't get right. Like old buddy from life. And um. Six foot five, 
22 years old. He'll be 23 in February. He had some flashes early on. And I just think that the Bulls currently just have too many guys in front of him. Ayu Dosumu has played well. Um, Zach Levine is still there. I assume they're not trying to get rid of him yet. And as long as that's the case, if Kobe's not going to get a chance, now is the perfect time to get rid of him because he is also expiring again, just like Jackson Hayes, a $7 million expiring contract, a guy who's down right now. I believe he's shooting 38% from the field, 32% from three. I think he needs to change the scenery. Uh, one, one Bulls fan I know did say, you know, I feel like Kobe White has been trash. But I also feel like if he goes somewhere else, it'll be another Lori marketing type situation. I would like to see that play out in Dallas. Basically, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie insurance, if you will. 22-year-old in a Spencer Dinwiddie mold. Learn from him. Grow from him. I'm not mad at that. Ascend to the throne when when, when Spencer Dinwiddie is up out of here or or too old to, to hold it down. That's the guy. Not mad at that. I like Kobe White a little bit. Um, my pick, my next pick it is a guard. Um, I, I, a lot of people not gonna like this. Um, I know SJ for sure is not gonna like this. Um, he's in Utah right now. It's uh, not really playing at all. And a lot of people will probably say this dude is trash. And if you wanted to say this dude is trash, I would completely understand. Talking about Nikhil Alexander Walker. <laughs> um, this is kind of just a bias opinion. You know those guys that come into the league and you just hold out hope for them like, man, I know. I noticed something there with this guy. Like a Frank Nilakina, perhaps? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. Um, I'm just a fan of this dude, man. A nice, tall, playmaking type guard. Uh, I think he has really decent finishing ability in the paint area, like around the basket. I believe if... I, I'm trying to talk myself into it, but man, look, I put Nikhil Alexander Walker on the list because I'm a fan of Nikhil Alexander Walker. I'm not about to sit here and BS y'all. Okay. I know the dude is not that good. It's the reason he's not playing in Utah, and that's completely okay. But he is still young. I think with a chance, maybe he can develop into something, maybe with some playing time, not G League playing time, NBA playing time. And I'm pretty sure he's not valued high. So it's low risk, high reward. Literally nothing to lose. He is. And he could be another playmaking guard that can build next to Luca. He's a $5 million expiring contract himself. Uh, 24 years old. Uh, No no positive things I can find to say about his career thus far. Uh, But he is Sean Gilgis Alexander's cousin. Yes. So... Never know, man. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to play that game, never know. We can play that game. Um, it's not, okay. just don't look at his numbers, okay? <laughs> All I ask. I'm actually stunned that we have not doubled up yet. 
because you only got one player left, right? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's not. Uh, what position is your last player? I have two left. Okay, what position is your last two? I have a center and a guard. I have a guard left. Okay, so I'm going to do my center, and we'll see if our last player is going to be at guard. I don't think it will. The next person is the center. He's making 10 mil a year, <clears throat> 10 mil this year, 10 mil next year, and he'll be expiring after next year. He's 24 years old. Uh, he's actually not having a terrible year. The reason I'm looking at him as a target is because he's the fourth big on his team currently, and all the other ones are also young. And somebody got to be the odd man out, and I think it's him. His name is Mo Bamba. Muhammad Bamba is shooting 48% from the field, 35% from three this year. Uh, he actually had been pushed out of the rotation completely by Bol Bol before the injury started happening. Um, Paolo Benchero went down, Wendell Carter went down, and he ended up having to start. Played decently during that stretch. Uh, I won't even say decently. He did what he was supposed to do during that stretch as the the starting center with Wendell Carter out and Paolo Banchero. Paolo is back. I saw today they started Bowl, Bowl, Paolo, and Mobamba because shout out to Jamal Mosley. He likes to experiment with lineups and see what fits and what works, do things that are unconventional to try to give his team an edge. Um, that's That's the type of coaching I like to see. But anyway, uh, I got off on a tangent there. Mo Bamba, a guy that, you know, Kirk likes to bring up that I wanted him in 2018 without the proper context to that, but that's okay. Uh, Mo Bamba is a guy who is a stretch big. He also blocks shots. Um, I'm looking at him as a guy who, bare minimum, could back up Christian Wood potentially could play with Christian Wood. Uh, as we see, he plays multi-big multi lineups. He can shoot threes. Christian Wood can sh- shoot threes. We can have two seven-footers on the court with Luka that, that, that stretch the floor and catch lobs uh, in that scenario. Um, I think that his next team is going to be where he sticks for a little while, and I would like that to be the Dallas Mavericks. I like Mobamba. I like that pick. Uh, before the season started, I'd have said Bowl Bowl would have made this list, but now the roles is pretty yeah. much reversed. Yeah, I think Bowl Bowl surpassed them for sure. Yeah. And so yeah. Obama becomes a target again. Um, I think this makes it easy to go right into my next player because we just can stay in Orlando. Um, wow, we really pick five different players. That's out. That's <laughs> that's good. That's great for content. Yep. Um, my guard, Markel Fultz. You know, I saw before you get into it. I saw a uh, an alert announcement. I don't know if it was on IG or something about him coming back soon, and he crossed my mind to add to this list as well. But I didn't do it. So, go ahead. Um, he's been injured to start the season, and in his absence, R.J. Hampton has looked really good. Jalen Suggs has gotten better. Uh, I know Cole Anthony also missed some time, but even when they were playing together, Cole Anthony looked better. Cole Anthony was the starting guard. Markel Fultz has had some very good flashes, 
in Orlando, I just think Orlando has way too many guards. Some of these guards got to go. And I think by circumstance, it sucked that Markel got hurt when he did. Maybe he's the guy to go out. I know some teams would want him. I think he's still a project. I think there's still some work to do, but I think he's much better than he was a few years ago. And Markel Fultz possibly starting at shooting guard next to Luca or a six man off the bench. I love the idea that that's a third ball handler, a guy who can play the two guard, but has the mental capacity to play point guard as well. The perfect pump, the perfect combo guard. I think we can pull it off. I know his contract is probably about like eight million. <clears throat> Sixteen, actually. I just looked the up. fuck. <laughs> I Maybe mean, that some shooting. Send him Tim Hardaway. Jay. That actually makes him more attainable. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, sixteen million this year, and then seventeen million, sixteen and a half this year, seventeen next year. So yeah, that does fit into the Tim Hardaway bucket. Um, coming off a toe injury, so not not like an ACL this time or anything like that. Um, he is a playmaker, as you mentioned. So I like it for that particular reason. He's 24 years old. Um, I know he's like part of the heart and soul of that team. Technically, like they love him. They're they're everybody's pulling. I mean, everybody's pulling for everybody. I love the chemistry on that team because Jamal Mosley does that. But uh I, I'm definitely not mad at that pick. And again, his contract makes him very attainable. The fact that they're a, they have a glutton of a ton of young talent somebody can't stay and yeah they're they're nice to target for those young players okay i'm on board my final guy and we're gonna get to to closing this episode out i hope y'all have liked the more mellow mavs outsiders um my last guy is also making about 17 mil a year He's 23. Uh, He's recently been called out in the media by his coach for not performing the way they expected him to perform. He's a guy that I wanted the Dallas Mavericks to draft in 2018. In fact, I've several times mentioned that after we drafted Luka Doncic, knowing that Luka Doncic was a point guard, it would have made more sense to draft this player as a complimentary piece beside Luka Doncic, guy that can score at all three levels in college, has carried over a bit to the NBA. He also has played hard-nosed defense, very active with his hands. He's also a legacy guy. His dad played in the league. His dad played for the Dallas Mavericks. Reese is still confused. That man is Gary Trent Jr., Again, Gary Trent. Didn't know his dad played for the fucking Mavericks. <laughs> his dad's name is on the court in Dallas. Don't pay attention to that. Fuck. Can't see that. I'm not. That's. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just adding another layer. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, he uh, he's shooting 39 from the field, 30 percent from three right now. Again, like I said, having a down year. I watched him clank some shots against us the other night. It uh, feels like one of those situations where, you know, you might need a change of scenery to get, get back on track. He don't fit the mold. He's not 6'8". 
you're not six eight. You got really, you got to really bring it to stay in Toronto. So um, I would love to target Gary Trent Jr. Again, he's making 17 million this year. He has a player option for next year. I think the time to strike is now. And if we get Gary Trent Jr. on this roster, I can feel better about having a three and D wing who is 23 and not 31. If they're going to be breaking shots, I can still feel like they're going to improve one day. The 31 year old, I have to wonder if he's washed. I don't have to worry about that with a 23 year old. That's all I'm saying. I like the fact we had no overlapping picks. Yeah, that was uh, that they worked were completely out. different players. That worked out very nicely. Like we, we, it wasn't even close to overlapping. Um, the closest overlap was us picking two dudes from the same team, <laughs> which is interesting because we both went very different directions with it. Um, yeah, uh, let us know. I might clip part of this or one of these. I might ask Reese which one he wanted to clip him and i'll clip one for me or something like that but um i'll put this i was gonna put this whole segment on youtube okay like, yeah do that, do that, do that. i'll make sure i get it uploaded uh overnight but um let us know what you think if you disagree with any of the picks if you agree with any of the picks uh let us know uh again if you have some other picks that you like some guys that we maybe didn't name let us know those too. I, I like hearing those types of things, get my brain working and looking at different potential trade packages. So this was fun for me. Um, maybe Nico Harrison will watch. <laughs> maybe Nico Harrison needs some ideas. Um, clearly he needs some ideas. <laughs> um, we'll stop listening before he even gets to this part. Hopefully he stopped listening before he gets to this part. Uh, Reese, let's 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 get up out of here. But to get up out of here, we got to do our weekly segments. So I'm gonna throw it to you. Wait, do you have the unsung hero? I do. Is there can there be a hero in the 0 3 week? Somewhat, yeah. All right, Reese, hit us with that unsung hero of the week. So I'm just gonna let y'all know up front. This was a three-man race this week. And I'm going to give y'all the three candidates. Christian Wood, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith. One person had a pretty bad game, and I had to drop him out of the race. That was Christian Wood against Toronto Raptors. Dodo... And Spencer have been pretty consistent this week, even in losses. Now, you're probably thinking, well, can there be a hero if we lost? Technically not. So even though it's the Unsung Hero Award, <clears throat> this is the, hey, we suck this week, but I noticed you award. <sighs> and it's tough. But I'm going to give the award to Spencer Dinwiddie. Both he and Dorian Finney-Smith had consistent games, both three games. They did not have bad games. Spencer Dinwiddie managed to have a consistent, efficient game against the Toronto Raptors while accumulating five 
fouls. He was in foul trouble that game. He still managed to give us, I believe, 17 points. Gave us 22 points tonight, which is what took it over the edge for me. Even in a loss, he showed up. That kind of stuff matters because it leaves a sour taste in my mouth when we're losing and the only person out there doing shit is Luca. When I see other guys trying and stepping up, other guys like Dorian Finney-Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie, it's a good feeling. It's like, okay, Luca has some help, just not enough. But still, I think Spencer Dinwiddie has proven he can be uh, a very good role-playing ball handler next to Luca. He's continuing to fill the role that Jalen Brunson left behind. Even though we are losing and we suck right now, Spencer Dinwiddie this season has been a bright spot, in my opinion, and he gets the Unsung Hero of the Week award for this 0-3 week. Now, going to bounce it back. Volleyball serve. Pow. Weatherman bibs for the forecast for next week. What's on the horizon? <laughs> well, I'm gonna bump <laughs> that one and uh, get into this weekly forecast. We've got uh, three games on the docket, and we're gonna go on a trip down memory lane this week. We're gonna first face our Western Conference final foes, those hoes out in Golden State. Uh, we're playing the Warriors. They started rough, but they seem to be kind of figuring things out right now. So it should be quite a battle. Steph Curry still got it. <laughs> Chef Curry with the pot boy cooking better than old buddy off the menu. Uh, we're going to be at home for the venue and uh, it'll be a nice. Maybe we'll get to see Jaden Hardy and have a Hardy party. Do you feel me? Ha <laughs> ha. Anyway, we're going to move forward in the week on Thursday. We're going back on the road again to the Detroit Pistons. Uh, they've realized that Sadiq Bay is trash. They're trying to get rid of him. And uh, hopefully you guys will recognize that he is trash as well. Boy can't shoot. I don't understand what y'all were looking at, but it's okay. You don't know what you're talking about sometimes and you don't watch other teams. You just see stat lines every now and then. You don't see that he went 0 for 19 the previous night. You just see that he had 20 points today and you start talking and you start talking trash. You talk that talk down on your own draft. But you know what? I'm getting away from myself. Anyway, uh, the Detroit Pistons, they're a team that uh, has a lot of young talent. Not Sadiq Bay once again, uh, a lot of young talent. And uh, they got some vets as well. Alec Burks had a great night the other night. They play hard. Bojan Bogdanovic. Uh, trying to get up out of out of that uh, that 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 situation, uh, we'll see if he gets traded soon as well. Could happen as soon as this week. We'll see. Then we're gonna travel to the east to the Big Apple. Gonna go to New York. Concrete jungle where dreams are made of. Jalen Brunson went to New York. Uh, he's having a ball up there. He's hooping. A lot of graphics and statistics hitting my timeline of Jalen Brunson. Oh, oh, how could they let him go? Why didn't they pay him? Maybe the boy just wanted to leave. Maybe y'all should shut fuck up. Stop crying over your ex. You know, man, that's how I feel. But you know what? Jalen Brunson up there, I'm sure the Knicks fans will be in rare form. I'm sure Luca will also be in rare form. I'm sure it'll be a great showdown between those two. Hopefully Julius Randle, Tim Hardaway Jr. don't get in the way with their bricks. Uh, 
It's going to be an interesting week. Reese, you predicted 0-3 last week. <laughs> they came through for you. How are you feeling this week? 1-2. and two. Pistons? Pistons. If we can't beat the fucking Pistons. You know, uh, <laughs> I've been talking to Optimus Bibbs. And uh, why think, are you still doing the weatherman bibs voice? You know what, Reese? Uh, I canceled my vacation for you last week, so I get to speak. All right, you know, I've been talking to that Optimus Bibs guy, uh, smart fella over there. Uh, maybe some people should pay, pay him some mind, but uh, I'm feeling three and oh this week. I'm feeling three and oh. I feel like the Warriors have similar issues as, as the Dallas Mavericks as far mm-hmm. as depth. Uh, I feel like the, the, the Detroit Pistons, I mean, you, you picked them as a loss, so that should be easy. And then the Knicks, I I just can't see Luca accepting a loss in that scenario. Uh, if he has to score 50, he'll score 50. Yeah, I'm going two on one. Um, if we beat the Warriors, we won't beat the Knicks. If we don't beat the Warriors, I think we beat the Knicks. Either those are 50-50 on both of those games. I, I feel like I want to believe that Jason Kidd is going to be on a similar timeline as he was last year. He started Reggie Bullock beginning with December last year after we complained about Reggie Bullock not getting more playing time because he actually was hitting shots at that point in the, in the season. So he started him, I believe, December 1st was the first time that, that Reggie Bullock moved into the starting lineup in a non-injury situation. And uh, December 1st is the day we play the Pistons this year. So if Jason Kidd does finally make his roster move to change the starting lineup based on performance, since we're supposed to be earning our minutes, then uh, things might start actually changing for the better in Dallas. <laughs> Uh, I know the Warriors haven't been great this year, but they've won five of their last six, and they're on a three-game win streak, and we're on a three-game losing streak, and something's got to give. I, I I just I think we lose that game. Okay. They've been better on the road, I believe, than they have at home this year, and they're coming to Dallas. Um, the New York Knicks. Of course, Luke is going to ball out, but it's about it. It's everyone else I'm worried about. Jalen Brunson games us, like beats us the fuck up. It's never going to hit the end of it. It's actually the opposite. They're two and nine on the road. The Warriors. Okay. Must have been thinking about another team then. But um, we're one and seven on the road, by the way, just for, for funsies. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, um, I'm I'm sticking with one and two. Okay, that's fair. I, I, like I said, I'm 50-50 on both the Warriors and Knicks games. I think we can beat them, but if we lost, I also would not be surprised because that's that's the story of the Dallas Man. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if we lost to the Pistons. I wouldn't be. If we go Owen, Jesus. It would be ugly on the timeline, like uglier than it already is, but if we lose to the Pistons, I'm not doing a, I'm not doing a man. Look, boy, I, I put nothing past Jason Kidd at this point. 
Um, I'm going to do a last second tweet to talking segment before we get up out of here, unless you have something you want to say. No, go ahead. All right. Tweets are talking. So the tweets is talking. I don't know why I did the Michael Tyson voice. Uh, The tweets is talking. And what they're saying is the Mavs media people are losing their minds. Between not understanding why Mavs fans are questioning Jason Kidd's starting lineups from attacking people on the timeline, Brad Townsend, Coop, uh, these these entrenched media types are are having a time. Um, I wish I could go down the list of amazing rebuttals that they've received, but I'm just going to say keep going. Keep letting them hear you. <laughs> uh, I think Ishan got blocked by, by Brad Townsend today. Yeah, um, I saw that. He said, um, said, I'll unfollow or let me put you out of your misery or something. Yeah, but then he blocked him, so I don't know. I guess that's what put put you out of your misery, man. I guess, because uh, whatever, old man. Um, yeah, keep keep going at those dudes. Uh, they need to hear your complaints. <laughs> and uh, it's clearly getting to them. So uh, this this is what this is about. This is what almost made a reference to Knives Out. It's what it's about for me, in, in my opinion. It's, it's about not drinking the Kool-Aid, man. When you're being pissed on and they tell you it's raining, you shouldn't just say, you know what, you're right. You can see, the, you can see the dick over your head. Okay. You see, the, you see it's yellow. They should probably drink water. <laughs> it's not It's not rain, buddy. It's, it's piss. And somebody got to call it like it is. Um, do you care to talk about movies? Or should we just get up out of here? No, let's just get up out of here. I got work in the morning. All right. Um, I saw. Did I mention when did we last record? Shit. We but since you told me not to see Bones and all that dwindles it down, I can just see Devotion and Knives out Monday and Tuesday. Okay. Uh, do Knives out first. If okay. You- if, if you're going to do it early tomorrow. Okay. And we'll do a review if if you got time. Um, Knives Out was fire. Bones and All was ass. Uh, like, I, I never tell people not to watch movies. I told Reese not to watch. Bones yeah. And, and I'm going to trust his opinion and not watch that shit. Ain't, ain't worth it. Until next time. I, I, I hope Double Toasted reviews it just so I can hear, like... <laughs> <laughs> I gotta. I don't think it's come out. If they, I mean, you watch the YouTube, don't you? Yeah. So they, I think they put them on YouTube first. So if it's not on there yet, then it may not be coming. They've been kind sometimes of they do them a week late. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I try to get mine out in the first week. But yeah, they, I haven't been getting my reviews lately because maybe I haven't been watching the right stuff. I don't know. But anyway, <sighs> until next time. <clears throat> peace. Peace.